10 years from now, we will have a talent pool that will be so much more capable than we have today in solving the specific problems. Leading innovation in their companies. How gravity works. Why are we so different from the chimpanzee? Safe drinking water for all. What about today? It's time to recapture the spirit of innovation. This is your brain. It's an invention of mine. We're ready to go and we're going to do it. This is your brain on innovation. 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 It's up to us to make it something wonderful. Keeps my brain alive. That's what gives me hope. It's sometimes hard to have hope for uh, innovation and technology when you're a cell phone user. All right, put aside your frustration with cell phones for just a moment. It's a small piece of technology, but it has allowed communities around the world to leap ahead, to skip past traditional development pathways in communications, in photography, in education, and media. Villages in the developing world using cell technology were able to bypass traditional telephone monopolies with a single network. Wireless technology can now stream the entire digital world directly into communities that might not have reliable power or clean drinking water. The potential for cell phones in the hands of millions in the developing world is just now being tapped. Joining us now is Ramesh Raskar, who's associate professor at the MIT Media Lab. Ramesh, good morning. Hello, John. So you are on a cell phone right now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and as bad as your voice may sound... Tell me a little bit about the technological power in the hands of uh, someone in the developing world and how you've managed to harness it. Uh, just to give you a flavor of what we, have, we are doing here at the MIT Media Lab, we have an IP called Netra, and it goes on top of a cell phone. You look through it and uh, align a few, uh, uh, a few lines, and when the lines are aligned, you, you hit calculate, and it gives you the data for prescription for your eyeglasses, and it can also scan for cataract in the lens of your eye. So so tell me what kinds of population numbers are suddenly available to get an absolutely uh, credible eye exam using this cell phone technology, and how do you then get the prescription glasses to the people in need? So, I mean, you know, there's more to an eye exam than than just... uh, eyeglasses and cataract. Nevertheless, you know, we have more than 4 billion people in the world uh, with, a, with a mobile phone. You know, there are more phones than toothbrushes. <laughs> and, uh, but unfortunately, more than half a billion people worldwide uh, need glasses but don't have them. Um, so this is, this is a major problem. And although it's not life-threatening, uh, the fact that your vision is blurry means a child does not get education, leads to illiteracy, and, and grown-ups can't have em- employment that leads to poverty. So, so this is a major problem, but uh, the technology into the cell phones has uh, improved dramatically. For example, just the screen is now 326 DPI, and you know, when they called into the retina display, the probably didn't realize they will actually use it uh, to look at the eye. So it's really the technology behind the cell phones, being able to use the phone not just as a communication device. Remember, it can still make a phone call or a a computer, but actually a scientific instrument. We're talking with Ramesh Roscoe, who's associate professor at the MIT Media Lab, describing a device, an app on on, uh, cell phones uh, available around the world that can actually do a reasonable diagnostic exam of people's eyesight to detect for cataracts and uh, other uh, eye problems and uh, develop uh, an actual prescription to help deal with it for, as you say, about a half a billion people in the world who are in need of uh, of this kind of exam and uh, these sorts of uh, ophthalmologic uh, expertise 
Describe to me how you describe what other innovations are possible if you can just get to the point where, hey, there's four billion people out there with a very powerful computer in their hands. Exactly. Just just a correction. The number of people who need eyeglasses is more than two billion. Really? But yeah, but uh, you know, more than more than half a billion don't have glasses. So we we are trying to reach this bottom of the pyramid with uh, with our technology. But to answer your question about what could be done with mobile phones, I mean, think about many conditions in in uh, especially in healthcare. You know, whether it's to do with your vision or hearing or your skin conditions or retinal conditions, a lot of these are uh, today diagnosed using some kind of an imaging device, some kind of a diagnostic device. And, uh, you know, in in developed world, these devices are highly engineered, usually overly engineered, so that an expert or a uh, healthcare worker in a clinic can, can, can diagnose for you. Well, we can't have that solution in developing countries where many people consider diagnostic care as kind of a luxury, and it's simply not possible for these this billions of people to go to a clinic on a, on a yearly or a regular basis. So the idea here is to really take the clinic to the people rather than waiting people to come to the clinic. Bring the clinic to the people using the portal of their cell phones that uh, suddenly transforms the the ability of people to take data in the developing world, uh, which has formerly been inaccessible to all kinds of science sciences, businesses, development people. Ramesh Raskar is uh, with us. He's associate professor at the MIT Media Lab, speaking with us on a cell phone. Also joining us is Ashifi Gogo. You're on a cell phone as well? I am on a cell phone, and I am calling from a developing nation as well. So you're in Nigeria? I currently am in Nigeria. That's right. And you're the CEO of Sproxil, which is a company that uses cell phone technology to collect data on what? So what we do is we help consumers avoid getting ripped off at the pharmacy uh, by allowing them to use their cell phones to determine which drugs are genuine and which drugs are not, are suspicious. Uh, so there's a big problem in developing nations with counterfeit meds where uh, consumers walk into a pharmacy and they can't tell the difference between a genuine drug and one that's, uh, one that's fake. And so we've developed some technology that we've deployed in developing nations that allow uh, consumers to avoid uh, falling into the trap of purchasing fake medication. So, Ashifi Gogo, I can use my cell phone to literally scan the drugs to make sure that they are uh, authentic and compare them to a database that you can upload to my cell phone? Yes, so the way way we we literally do it is we work with the legitimate manufacturers, the genuine ones that we know, love, and trust, uh, multinationals and generic uh, producers as well. And we apply these scratch-off labels that are very simple, like what you see on a lottery ticket. And so at the point of purchase, the consumer will scratch off the label, right. you see a number that's unique to the blister, will send a text message and get an instant response saying genuine or fake. All right, Dashifi Gogo is the CEO of Sproxil, a multinational company that uses cell phone technology to guard against counterfeit drugs in the developing world. It just goes to show you, once again, the thing that typically works the worst on your cell phone is the actual phone itself. He's speaking to us from Nigeria. Ramesh Raskar, uh, we got to think way beyond the telephone when we think about cell phones, right? Absolutely. I mean, what has been happening is that the technology that's being crammed into your cell phone is mind-blowing. I mean, you, of course, know about GPS and magnetometers, but there are many types of 
input and output technologies that are being crammed into this that is this small uh, small small device and for us as inventors as researchers the real goal is to figure out how we can repurpose how we can retrofit some of the technology and map it to what's already beautifully hidden in this amazing device. Cell phones in the developing world. Ramesh Roskar is an associate professor at the MIT Media Lab using apps on cell phones to uh, diagnose uh, eye problems for a half billion of people who are at the bottom of the pyramid who need eyeglasses in the developing world. Ramesh Roskar, thanks so much. Thank you. Our innovation series continues, and you can go online to listen back to past interviews and uh, talk about maybe some innovations that helped you and maybe you think our path to the future doesn't have to be technological. There's all kinds of innovations out there. Tell us which ones uh, are important in your lives. You can find out more at thetakeaway.org. Also this morning, it is Halloween, and we're still talking about maybe the first scary movie that really had you shaking in your seat. My name is Bailey O'Dell, and I'm calling from Fort Townsend, Washington. My scariest movie was Arachnophobia. Afterwards, Charlotte's Web scared me. Do you want a friend? I'll be your friend. Spiders are a common, uh, common fear. Everybody loves a happy Someone on our staff had a lot of fun Eight seven seven eight. My take. I'm Celeste Edley. I'm John Hockenberry. Happy Halloween. It's the takeaway. I'm David Remnick, host of the New Yorker Radio Hour. There's nothing like finding a story you can really sink into that lets you tune out the noise and focus on what matters. In print or here on the podcast, The New Yorker brings you thoughtfulness and depth and even humor that you can't find anywhere else. So please join me every week for The New Yorker Radio Hour, wherever you listen to podcasts.